Welcome to Kino Society with Owen Shapiro. Today on Kino Society, we are joined by Leslie Barber, a film composer who writes music marked by intelligence and emotional depth. Her distinguished list of credits include Longergan's Oscar-winning You Can Count on Me, Jerry Rothwell's award-winning documentary How to Change the World, and Kenneth Longergan's multi-award-winning and Oscar-nominated film Manchester by the Sea, and many more. I'm excited to learn everything about sound composing. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thanks, Owen. Lovely to be here today. So before getting deep into your work as a film composer, I would like to know how you got started in this business. Was being a composer during the years since you were a little kid, or... This passion was developed over the years. Well, um, I did start writing music uh, at a pretty young age, you know, um, uh, before I was a teenager, I guess. And it was a really keen interest of mine. Um, And then um, I studied music in university. I had other interests too, but I studied music in university. And I started working in the theater community and the filmmaking community and um, realized realized that I had a real uh, interest in film film filmmaking and and um, uh, and filmmakers and the the dialogue began quite naturally um, with uh, various directors who were interested in having me score their work and one thing led to another and and I was asked to score uh, some feature films and and realized that this was a really great uh, world for me because the, the whole collaboration between um, a filmmaker and a composer is is really a unique experience and extremely rewarding. And what about your education? Do you have any anything in terms of that? Um, well, when I went to university to study music, I focused a lot on composing. That was my main area of interest in Renaissance theory. And um, I also was very into computers and electronic music and also focused with my piano performance on the work of of Bach and Chopin were were real favorites of mine, um, especially Bach and uh, early music. So um, it was a pretty diverse um, arena of learning and uh, I really started to focus more and more on writing orchestral music, chamber music, and especially hybrid composition right from the beginning that had elements of electronica, beats, all kinds of different things, and of course uh, a live complement of orchestra or chamber music or, or what have you. So now let's focus on your work. I'm pretty sure not everyone understands what a film composer is and how important your role is in every film. Could you describe what a film composer exactly does? That's a, that's a great question, because even at customs, when I'm going over the border, it's quite funny trying to explain to um, customs agent what I do sometimes. And, you know, they wonder if I'm a songwriter, or if I choose the music for the film, or if I work with the person who writes the music for the film. But in fact, um, we do write the music that you hear in the background, everything but the songs, pretty much. And sometimes composers write the songs that you hear in films as well. Um, but we, what we do is we come on board usually at the script stage. A director will send us a script or uh, a producer will send us something um, to watch, uh, you know, some, uh, a rough version of the film, a rough edit of the film. 
and we'll start a dialogue with the director uh, or the filmmakers in general uh, on the film. But usually, um, most often, it's a close relationship with the director. And we talk about what kind of music the director is looking for in the film, usually in terms of emotional terms rather than instrumental terms. So rather than say to us, you know, I hear drums and clarinet or, you know, banjo and programming it's more like the this is the emotional terrain of the film this is the story i'm trying to tell this is what's at stake this is what the characters are longing for this is the the tone and the pacing of the film so we're looking at the the pacing of the cut the tone of the story and looking for places where we can elevate the meaning of the story through music so um do you pick the music after um watching the film? Yeah, again, that's a really super interesting question. And it really depends on the project. So, and there's just various um, entry points where the composer gets involved. And, you know, one of, the, one of the best places to get involved is at the script stage, while the film is usually being shot or right before it's being shot, where um, the director has time to to introduce the composer to the ideas of the film, the characters of the film, and of course the story and the world um, that the film is set in. Um, and, and at that point, um, you can get, you can sometimes composers even have to visit set and, and, and supervise some of the moments in, of the score that are also filmed on screen. So for instance, in my score for Late Night, um, that was just uh, released about a year ago. Um, Emma Thompson plays a late night talk show host and um, she has a band. And so the theme for that late night talk show band had to be written at the script stage so that we could decide on what the band looked like on set, who those instrumentalists were going to be. And so I, wrote, I needed to write uh, a number of cues so that they could be used on set uh, during the shoot. And then of course, there's this, the next stage where um, a filmmaker has shot their film and they've been thinking about music, but they reach out to the composer while they're editing. And that's a really fun time to get involved. Um, and I guess when I think about that, I think about a film like Manchester by the Sea. And, and both times I worked with Kenny Lonergan, he was editing the film, I'd written some ideas, but then I could send him drafts of what I was thinking and he could edit the film to those drafts and we could begin a really interesting collaboration or conversation between uh, picture and music and, and really look at what kind of instrumentation would best serve the story and uh, just the general atmosphere of the film. And then there's, of course, the third, there's another stage that we often come into, which is right at the very end and maybe they've been working with a you know the director's worked with a composer and hasn't quite gelled or um they've been thinking about music but have delayed the decision for various reasons and that's when we come in right near the beginning and we have like five or six weeks sometimes as little as three weeks four weeks to write the entire score and um I mean, I prefer to come in a lot earlier, but it could be really fun to come in at the late stage as well. Right. Um, actually, speaking of Manchester by the Sea, we had um, a makeup artist for that movie already on the podcast, Rob Fritz. He did mention that the director was very hands-on with the group. 
yeah, Kenny's wonderful to work with. He's, um, he's, he's just, he's great at, at, at helping you find your voice and, and find the right voice for this, for the film. And, um, He's also really great at, at helping you be ambitious for ideas that aren't like the commonplace idea, the, the something outside the box, so to speak. And um, I, I really enjoy working through with him, you know, what ideas we really want to go for. And he's really, you know, I think on both films that we were able to make really bold choices. And um, yeah, he's just a wonderful director to work with. So I know you are specifically interested in modern electronic programming loops and effects. Are there any other kinds of composing that exist? And why do you like this one the best? Uh, well, I also write a lot of scores that are uh, completely acoustic as well, or symphonic. There's a nice uh, blend sometimes of electronic and acoustic in that you can have a lot of ambiences and atmospheres in your music that I almost think of like the weather of the music. And they're really great at sort of animating the distance between um, the audience and the um, character and the stories and the picture um, in that they, they kind of find a, a lovely space between the sound design and, um, and the space, um, the space of, that the audience exists in. So quite often with scores, um, I do spend quite a bit of time on, on that ambient atmospheric overlay of each piece of music. When the score like Manchester by the Sea, it was all completely acoustic. Uh, but then in other scores that I've done, especially a lot recently, there, there has been an interesting mix of atmospheric um, programming and of course acoustic it's it can be challenging um, for the composer because um, when you have live performers playing with your atmospheres and and beats and all kinds of things you you the preparation for the score needs to be done meticulously so that everything is in sync and lines up and works beautifully uh, in the recording process so regardless of some differences in the composing style, could you describe a typical day as a composer working for the film industry? Uh, I don't know if there's a typical day, but um, I think like a lot of composers, I have sort of playtime, edit time, and delivery time. And depending on the process and the kind of expanse of time I have and, and the limitations of time that I have, um, I might spend a few a few days or even a few weeks just playing around and finding the right idea. And then there's a time where I have to take these ideas and edit them uh, either into beautiful pieces that are ready to present and share or edit them to picture. Because sometimes I'm getting picture um, in a rough edit stage and then suddenly a few days later someone will send me the picture and it, it's it's different and I have to fix the music to hit to hit the marks and the hits and the beats um, of the, of the picture, the way they were intended. And then there's the delivery of, of your ideas to the director and producers. And um, that may or may not include some live players uh, during the demo stage. Um, so my typical day, I really try to have 
a lot of fun in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I usually really try to focus in something, one, one idea and just try to pull out the magic in it. And probably by the next day, you know, have something to deliver and share um, with whoever I'm working with. So yeah, you've worked on many kinds of films in the past, many, just many films in general. Were there any in particular, any types of movies that were more difficult to compose or easier particularly to compose? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I would say for me, it's a really emotional connection quite often to the material. And it's interesting because some of the films I've been involved in, especially ones that are psychological thrillers or horrors even, or harrowing territory, those can be challenging. Um, they're extreme, they can be really rewarding. Um, and I don't mean challenging in terms of bringing technique to the table or meeting the requirements. I just mean in terms of being in that place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that for everyone on a film like that, um, in that world, um, that, that it can kind of take you to some interesting places and creatively and emotionally. And um, yeah, I would say sometimes it can be challenging, especially in psychological horrors, because for your music to be really good, it's just really important to connect with all the points of view in a film as much as you can. Are there any other genres that have any other specific things that they often utilize in terms of music? The time can be uh, challenging, but sometimes it's also a resources sort of question as well that can, that can create a, a challenging situation. If you are working on a film with a lot of really epic uh, exterior shots, for, for instance, helicopter shots, drone shots, and you really want a huge expansive orchestral sound and, and maybe the resources aren't there and figuring out exactly how to fill up that same space. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll do that electronically. Sometimes I'll work with a kind of um, combination of, of orchestral strings and string samples, or sometimes mix in some beautiful stacked vocals to, to create that lushness. So, um, there's a lot of different ways to approach it each time and, and with every film for sure, there's always a challenge and you're, um, it's never the same as the last film. Have you worked on, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Uh, well, there was a series that was, that was based on it, that Mindy Kaling, uh, wrote, um, that was, that came out last, uh, last summer. So it was, a, it was, it was 10, one hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was an amazing film, right? The first movie is a very fun movie. I like that one. Yeah. It was a really great film. You've participated in many uh, films and series and documentaries. So is composing a movie for documentary or series any difference? Usually with the series, there's, um, a, a number of people that, that you're getting comments from um, with a, with an auteur driven film, you're really quite often just working with the director, which is great. Um, or maybe the director and the producer um, with, with the series, as I just mentioned, quite often there's a number of uh, producers that um, want to hear your music and then make comments. And so the, the, the scheduling is, is really tight and, um, demands a lot of organization and teamwork. 
Um, so it's, it's really important to have a fabulous team uh, working with the composer. And then with documentaries, it's pretty, it's really fascinating how the story can shift and the point of view can shift. So um, right up until the point it's edited. So quite often when I hear about the documentary, I haven't done that many, but the ones that I've worked on, um, I, I kind of look at the cast of characters and I look at the story the same way I would it as fiction, but quite often with, with um, documentaries, because there's just such an abundance of, of um, interviews and footage involved, quite often they can shift the story quite dramatically right up into the end. And, and also there's usually a lot of music involved um, underneath voiceover and so on. So um, it's really interesting to sculpt the music and create themes in that world when everything's moving. It's like the, the whole thing's a, a, a moving target to some extent. So what are the challenges that you face as a composer and how do you manage to overcome them? This could be inside your specific world or inside the film industry in general. I would say that over, over the last few years, um, protecting your creative space can be challenging because um, a lot of the people you're working with are, their job is to communicate with you and check in with you and, um, they could, they expect kind of very quick emails and very quick um, communication, which is great. But I mean, it's important for a composer to also have a few hours where they can really sink into the music at hand and to bring the sensitivity to their music and the emotionality. That is why, why we can listen to a piece of music 4,000 times, you know, it's, you could think about, pieces of music I'm sure for yourself that are three to four minutes long and you've listened to them over and over and over again and it's usually because there's something really magical about that piece of music so um, I would say that when I'm working on a job that I try to carve out really early mornings and get up before everyone else or um, stay up really late at night you know just to find that time but um, I, I would say that that that's something that's that's uh, that, that's important to protect as a composer, that intimacy with the work and um, and and protecting yourself and your time so that you're able to write the best music you can. So, as you may or may not know, I'm currently doing an internship with a director, and I hope to have a professional career in filming one day. Oh, Do you have any advice? for uh, people like me who want to make it speak in the film industry as composers or in general? Uh, I would say maybe, and I mention this to sometimes to uh, people who are working with me or if I'm mentoring someone, is that, uh, it's, that it's important to focus on your own craft, of, of course, and to, um, to look sideways at what your colleagues are doing and heroes are doing in your own field, but it's also really important to look at yourself as a, as a whole filmmaker, you know, and to understand and to really see as many films as, as one can and, and absorb um, the moments of cinematography, music, uh, sound, acting that thrill you and move you and um, take a second look at how, how those moments come together because, um, I know working with a director, it's 
with directors, it's, it's really important to have that um, awareness and um, that encyclopedic uh, interaction with the, the work of the past, you know, so that um, when they bring up different films or different performances, that you have, that you have your own access to that, to those ideas and, and, and to those touchstones that they're bringing up to you. So it's sort of a, a love of me, a love of, you know, be a cinephile as well as a, as, as, as the person that, as the, as well as the, the specific craft that you're undertaking, if that makes sense. So now that you build a steady professional career in the film industry as a composer, what's next for you? Are there any projects coming up ahead of you? Well, as you know, it's kind of a, there's a bit of a, a COVID thing happening right now, which is slowing down. It's, it's, it's slowed things down a little bit, but yeah, I have a, I'm working again with a, a director that I worked with a while ago, um, Stephanie Lang, um, who, who uh, directed Irreplaceable You. And then I have a couple of projects that are in early development that I'm coming into at an earlier stage. I'm really excited about those as well. So finally, where can my listeners find and connect with you? Yeah, like uh, I, I have access through my website, through my Facebook page, through Insta, through um, Twitter, um, all, all the usual all the usual places. That's all for today. Don't forget you can subscribe to Kinder Society on iTunes and Spotify. Mm-hmm.